Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Former President Donald Trump says he is going to turn himself in on Thursday to be arrested in Fulton County, Georgia. That is where he has been indicted on charges that he allegedly tried to overturn the 2020 election. His former attorney and his co-defendant in that case, John Eastman, actually surrendered at the Fulton County Jail already. Oh, I just had an evil genius idea. All right. Trump's got to get inside the Justice Center, you know, get ready to get fingerprinted, everything, and make a run for it. Make the deputies tackle him on camera. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they claim they're going to mugshot him, fingerprint him, weigh him, do everything. He had to post money and everything like that, like he's a flight risk. Uh, it just seems like a stunt, which, again, as we keep pointing out, you're helping him get elected. I assume y'all who are doing this sort of stuff don't want him to be president. You're helping him get elected. Don't you think his mugshot is going to play more to his favor than against him? I don't know. I guarantee they're helping him get the nomination. I'm still a little wishy-washy on where independent voters are and persuadable voters are on all this, whether they're going to Trump's side saying, all right, yeah, it's so obvious now that the, the powers that be are trying to take this guy down. Screw it. I'm voting for him. Or are more people saying... Enough of the chaos. We've got to move on. I don't know that. We've got so long to go for the general elections. Who knows? So true. Yeah. So far off. Um, we got a little... Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Speaking of the justice system, Wall Street Journal, big story today. Hunter Biden's foreign dealings spell more trouble ahead. This story is far from over. And boy, the way they lay it out, it's like... Well, it, it makes it all the more clear that the mainstream media are utterly dishonest and utterly biased, but we knew that. Oh, I've got uh, a great example of that that I wanted to hit you all with. Excellent. First, though, well, uh, maybe I'll do this first since it just came up. This was pointed out in the wide world of news over the weekend. The giant New York Times piece about Ron DeSantis, and this was uh, the punditry was around how 
the media is so anti-DeSantis. In, in a, the media that hates Trump is like killing DeSantis. So yeah. the main rival to Trump, or at least formerly the main rival to Trump, the mainstream media won't let get any air, which is kind of interesting, right? I mean, the media boosted McCain back when they hated Bush. Right. But they're not boosting DeSantis because I guess they feel like he's worse. I don't even know what they feel like. Well, they despise them both. Uh, they despise DeSantis because he's effective. He he utterly discredits progressive leadership. So I didn't read the DeSantis piece in the New York Times. You said you had to stop because it was making you vomit or something like that. It, but, it was hilarious. But let me, yeah. let, me, let me hit you with this. There's zero doubt about how strong the bias against DeSantis is. Check out this typical paragraph in the New York Times including the amazing lack of sourcing, and you can see why there'd be a temptation if you're a DeSantis just to give up. Here I am reading for the New York Times. His arrogance could startle, talking about DeSantis. At a captain's practice that fall, the team's revered coach, John Stuper, delivered a brief pep talk to the freshmen. After he left, Mr. DeSantis told the team that their coach, a former Major League pitcher, didn't know what he was doing. Through his spokesman, Mr. DeSantis denied making the remark. In an interview, Mr. Stuper, the coach, who described the governor as like a son to him, said, I just can't imagine this happening. He had a lot of respect for me, still does, has asked to campaign for him. Mr. Stuper added, there's just no way that he would undermine my authority by doing that. The entire Times, <laughs> <laughs> the entire Times piece is like that, says Mark Halpern, looking for every opportunity to paint DeSantis in a negative light, totally the opposite of the way a piece about a young Democrat presidential candidate would be written, of course. Where it'd sure. be all about he was inspiring even as a child to all his friends. So they got no source for the DeSantis said something negative about the coach. Then quote DeSantis and the coach saying, I never said that. I'm we're and still I never fr- would. We're still friends. I can't imagine him just saying that. I never heard that. Right. I mean, it's just I mean, how do you they get went away? ahead and printed it? Yeah. How do you get away with being the New York Times and have a paragraph like that? And I didn't read the piece, but apparently there's lots of paragraphs like that. Oh, yeah, it's just, it's all vague. Uh, it's full of weasel words and dramatic language suggesting that he's a, 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 a bigot and cruel and a homophobe and whatever else. But it's just, it's incredibly lacking in fact. As opposed to the puff pieces they do for Democrats where they make them the next combination John Kennedy and George Washington. It's oh. just so, it's so annoying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You want specifics? Charlie Cook in the National Review reviewing Biden's trip to Maui. Oh, if it was a fight, they would have stopped it. Boy, we'll have to get to that later. We got another clip of Biden in Maui that we didn't play yesterday, so we'll have to get to that coming up Yeah, when we do all that. Uh, One more thing I wanted to mention, just because the debate is tonight. It's going to be interesting to see what the ratings are. Trump's turning himself in tomorrow, which is not an accident. There's been reporting around how they, they planned all this for maximum you know, helps him steps on the debate, which, of course, you would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's not like that's dirty pool or something like that. It is going to be interesting to see how Fox covers it. I mean, they've been covering the whole Trump showing up the courthouse thing pretty heavily in the past. On the other hand, it's their debate. So I don't know how that will go down tomorrow. And there have been quite a number of indictments, too. We got- I saw polling and data that suggested that with each indictment, the number of Internet searches for information about it have declined significantly. Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. We got this text. This is not a new idea. It's something we've talked about for years, but laid out well. 
instead of doing the debate we, the way we do them, they should interview each candidate individually for 20 minutes. Same questions for each of them. Total time limit set to encourage them to be brief on some so that they can say uh, more about another, depending on which uh, topic they want to emphasize. Include at least one question that invites identification of top priorities and effective solutions or policies. Two minutes biography up front. Folks could view these at their leisure and fast forward or abort the uh, if they d- if decided. Yes, that is the that. way. If we were, I don't know, just better humans or grownups or something. That's clearly the way we'd handle it. Everybody would put out a piece, twenty minutes long. You could go to the website and read it. Well, that stuff is available, but. <sighs> And, but when was the last time a sitting president helped anything by getting off a zinger? Well, right. To what extent yeah. is zinger slinging a valuable tool for a president? We have a contest that gets elevated to this is how we choose our presidents, but none of the none of the hurdles have anything to do with the job. It would be like if the NFL combine to see who the best player's going to be was an essay contest or have a foot race to see who makes it to hollywood on american idol <laughs> it's bizarre it's difficult yes. to even imagine how to connect yes, it, it to we'll surprise them with the questions they don't know what the, who the, what the questions are ahead of time because when you're that's that's what being president is is being surprised with issues and then it's who is can most glibly sum up their thoughts it's just it's weird well, we all know how the presidency works, Jack. You're wandering down the street in Washington, D.C. when Xi Jinping jumps out of an alley and says, What's our trade deal? What's our trade deal? And you say, Yeah, 5% tariffs. That's how the presidency works. You got to be quick on your feet. Then you unleash a Winnie the Pooh zinger and he flies back to China humiliated. God, what a stupid system. This is well, no way to run a superpower, friends. <laughs> oh, my God. It's hilarious. It, that's what We're going to do it again tonight, and we'll have the highlights tomorrow. And whoever gets off the best joke or makes the person make, feel the most uncomfortable, that's probably will be, will be our opening clip of the show. I mean, that's just the way it works. We like to yeah, be entertained. We do like to be. I like to be entertained. Speaking of which, I have a present for Jack. Uh, I, I'm scanning back. Who do I credit for this? I'll figure it out in a minute. Uh, one of our alert listeners sent this along. Um, Michael, a clip 27. Just go ahead and roll it. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the that world's is gotten to. AI. Providing, if you're looking for it, Hank Hill of King of the Hill singing Rich Men North of Rich Men. Which was pretty clearly, Convincingly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hank Hill, you can picture picture Hank Hill singing this, too. Dale Gribble nodding his head. Mohawk saying that song, Play the guitar louder, Hank, to drown out the helicopters. I hope the hippies can hear this, Hank. Anyway. 
guess, you know, we will be strapped to the walls of the computer nightmare chambers with our vital fluids being drained by artificial intelligence eventually. But in the meantime, that was amazing. Hank Hill singing a hit song. It's the number one song on the Billboard chart, and I think it's the first time there's ever been somebody with a number one song that had zero record deal, like no deal of any kind. Yeah. Yeah, I think in this cynical, shallow, disconnected age we find ourselves, actual sincerity blows people away. And the cynics at the New York Times dismiss it, but they're fools. They're blind. Uh, He's got another song out. Maybe we'll play a little of that later. He's got to have your follow-up hit. Everything I've heard from him I've liked. Yeah, We have much more on the way. You can text us anytime, 415-295-KFTC. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Conservatives on Capitol Hill are warning not to cut a blank check to Ukraine. 
think the American people are tired of giving more money to Ukraine while we can't even do our own job defending the United States of America. The issue is wrapped up in a spending showdown as Congress and the White House barrels towards a government shutdown. A number of conservatives want Ukraine funding separate from a short-term government funding bill, which they say should focus solely on domestic issues. Well, you heard us talk to Brett Baer, moderator of tonight's debate. We talked to him on Monday and mentioned that I hope this is a big topic because it's it's growing. Heritage had a statement they put out yesterday about how... Uh, I should I have it somewhere in front of me, but mm-hmm. the people in Hawaii are getting seven hundred dollars a check, and the people of Ukraine are averaging nine hundred dollars a check, or something like that. And how awful that is! Can I just stand up for logic for a moment? Um, I have no problem with the debate over supporting Ukraine. In what way, to what extent, what our national priorities are, what our foreign policies should be. All of that is absolutely on the table. I have an opinion. I hold it fairly strongly, but I absolutely respect people who disagree. Can we stop, however, with the false choices? We have enough money for Ukraine, but not for Hawaii. There are a million places you could take money from to help Hawaii. The government is enormous and bloated, full of indefensible, duplicated, ineffective programs. Right. Well, and we spend more than we are supposed to all the time anyway, so that doesn't hold us back. It's not the amount of money we give Hawaii is not because we'd give you more, but we we gave it to Ukraine. Oh, yeah, would that it were now that I think about it. It'd be nice if we did that, but we don't anyway. So, Yeah, so it's just that's a false choice. It's working though. It's working a lot. It's Vivek's uh, Vivek is that's his argument. He's probably going to make it on the debate stage tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the wrong field. But um, well, there's just no getting around the fact that it's it's a growing political issue for Republicans, and uh, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I need the ghost of Charles Krauthammer to haunt me at night or something or drop by um, because he was uh, just a brilliant, brilliant man and uh, and and wise as well. Uh, he may have been wrong about some things, but he was brilliant. Um, and he embraced the notion that, look, politics is dumb and grubby and you say silly stuff like give people false choices, but it wins elections and then you can do the stuff that matters. And he accepted that. And I think, you know, I'd probably be happier if I did. Um, it'd be a different radio show, a different podcast if we did that. If, if you, you know what? If you would like to slap me upside the head and say to me, Joseph, that's what politics is. Shut up with your whining about logic and false choices. Nobody wants to hear it. I will accept your slap as a gesture of friendship. <laughs> yeah, good. You mentioned being haunted. I don't know that I've ever been haunted, but I had a bad dream. I rarely dream. I'm the boy who who didn't dream. That's going to be the name of my autobiography. The man man who didn't dream. But I rarely have dreams, but I had a nightmare the other day. So at Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, you would have yelled out, I don't, in reply. Correct. Yeah. And then somebody had said, technically you do, you just don't remember them. And I'd say, no, I'm pretty sure I don't. MLK'd be like, trying to make a point up here yeah come on anyway you were trying to make a point now i had a nightmare i won't explain what it was because it's kind of personal but uh i could not shake the reality of that 
for so long. Oh. I had one of those kind of drifting in and out of being awake or not because it was the weekend, and I was certain it was true. I'd like I'd, I'd be awake, I'd check my phone, and I'm with the reality of, you know, the wolf attack or whatever it was um, uh, happening. It doesn't matter what the weather's going to be like today. You know, that sort of thing. And, oh. then, and then even when I finally was awake enough to realize, oh, it was a dream, I just couldn't shake the, the emotion. It was The brain so, chemistry, right? It was yeah. so weird. Yeah. It took so long to, to let go of it. And then the other weird thing about dreams is, as as the day goes on fairly quickly, all the details just disappear. I mean, it seemed so stark and real and so real you believed it, but then mm-hmm. the details just kind of evaporate, and you can't even, like, bring them back. As the emotion disappears, yeah. What a weird the brain. thing. The fascinating human brain. Is that just a quirk of the brain, or has that got an evolutionary uh, purpose? Do we need to do that? I Oh, yeah, I think the latter, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Need to yeah. have nightmares? Sleeping and dreaming and, and idle time, neurologists believe, is when you you do your filing. You recognize patterns. Your brain puts things where they need to be so that in the future you can use your memory and intellect and the rest of it in a way that benefits you. Um, and it would make sense that, okay, we're, we're done filing for the night. We need to go out into the world and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but yeah, there's I, like a transition. Can I fly or have a sex dream or something fun? Does it have to be horror or mundane? I have a lot of mundane dreams. I'm just like in line at the grocery store. Boy, if I could do that, I've had, I think, one or maybe two lucid dreams in my life where I realized I was dreaming and could control it. It's the most amazing thing ever. (laughs) Awesome. I need that. Were you on drugs? Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, he's finally here. Wow, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. you. Protesters greeting the president when he arrived in Hawaii. Not a giant group of them. And worth pointing out, there are always protests anywhere a president shows up. But also worth pointing out, if it's a Republican, it makes the evening news and they act like it's the sentiment of the entire country. That's the lead. If it's a Democrat, they say what I just said. It's a small number and there are always protests and they, they ignore it. Utterly undisguised dishonest. That's fine. We're just kind of used. Just to worth it. pointing out. Just like there would have been if Trump or Bush or anybody else had shown up to a disaster area, there were some protests. Sure. Yeah. On the other hand, once Biden got underway, good lord, did it go poorly? Oh yeah, we played a, a several of the clips yesterday when he was talking to people, and we also discussed the whole him falling asleep, which didn't make the news all day long. Even Fox didn't point it out. So that was interesting. I didn't see it on Fox. Did you? Not that I recall. No. They they left out the fact that he fell asleep in a memorial yesterday. I don't know if they think it's mean or partisan or... You know, bashing him over the idiotic things he said is good enough. You don't want to be accused of piling on an old man, I guess. Here's a clip we didn't play of something he said to someone there in Hawaii. Brian Shantz, our senator, Senator Maisie, by the way... Maisie, I told my granddaughter, whose name is Maisie as well, she said, that's why I like her. Anyway, <laughs> but her name is Maisie as well. And, uh, and Jill uh, Takuda uh, and uh, Mayor Rick uh, Basson. Uh, Rick, uh, when we talked on the phone, I never, I, you look like you played uh, in defensive tackle for, uh, I don't know who, but somebody good. I want to thank you for your leadership and this unimaginable during this oh. unimaginable tragedy. Tragedy. National tragedy. If that was a smallish meeting of a civic organization, and that old fella had been asked to say a few words, everybody in the room would be thinking the same thing. This this is sad. He shouldn't be up there. Right. He's gonzo! Which fits in with the USA Today story today. This is burbling up, and we've mentioned it a couple of times. I didn't realize it's becoming a thing. The liberal USA Today. Will Biden debate Trump if he's the Republican nominee? His campaign won't commit. Remember I said Ian Bremmer tweeted the other day that Trump not showing up to the debate gives Biden an argument for not showing up to the debate? I'm not exactly sure how. No, that's silly. I think think Biden would use the argument of... uh, I don't believe this, but I think he would say and get away with saying, Trump lies so much, I'm not going to debate him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the, and and half the country will say, I, I get it. And he'll he'll get a pass on that. Because of what you just heard, he can't. Right. Clearly. 
Yeah. The idea that a guy with a massive, dominant, unprecedented lead in a primary, not debating, is the same as a 50-50 presidential race, the two guys not squaring off, is it's hilarious. It's utterly illogical. Although I thought he would flounder last time around and they gave him a shot of whatever and yeah, I think he may be beyond that. He's degenerated further, as oh, you could hear from that, that sad, sad clip. That clip there was unbelievable. You look like you played for, I don't know who, but somebody you play football anyway back. This is a, this is a national travesty. And uh, my my daughter is named, has the same name, so. Uh, well, and keeping in mind that uh, when he spoke the words you're about to hear, it was at a solemn press conference dealing with the fact that more than a thousand people including many children were burnt beyond recognition and their families would never see them again he as he always does made it about himself 24 we have a little sense jill and i what it's like to lose a home years ago now 15 years ago i was in washington doing meet the press and lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond, and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, <laughs> and my cat. But all kidding aside, that is one of the worst things I have ever heard in any circumstance. It was worse today. <laughs> Having already heard it already. The... First of all, it's not true. I mean, so if it were true, oh. it wouldn't be a good story. But it's not even true. It's been fact-checked by the Washington Post and lots of people. Lots of time he had a minor kitchen fire and nobody was really a threat. But I almost lost my wife and my Corvette. Ha ha. And my cat. But seriously. What? <laughs> wow. As Charlie Cook wrote in the National Review, and, and he starts with, you know, the news of a death brings a peculiar mixture of the transcendent and the mundane, you know, shock, grief, sadness, blah, 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 but also the administrative questions. How, where do we get a hold of the coroner? What do we do with the body? How do I file the insurance paperwork? Blah, blah, blah. And, and of course, how swiftly can we get Joe Biden here to make this event about himself? And uh, he says, I joke, but only in part. And he mentions that when Biden consented to visit Hawaii and say a few words about what had happened, as everyone ought to have anticipated, it did not go well. Addressing the news that 114 Americans had died thus far and a thousand more were yet to be found, Biden told families that his wife and daughter had died in a car accident in 1972 and that he too grasped what it's like to lose a home because his house suffered an insignificant kitchen fire in 04 and he almost lost his Corvette. Then he points out for Biden, this is par for the course. After 13 service members were killed in Afghanistan, largely as the result of his own appalling lack of planning, Biden told the families that his son died in Iraq and was brought home in a flag-draped coffin. That is a quote. This was not merely inappropriate. It wasn't true. On Memorial Day this year, Biden asked to honor those who had died for their country, skipped merrily past that pescally narrow theme, and discussed Bo again. Sure, Biden conceded his son didn't perish in the battlefield, but what's that small detail on a day explicitly dedicated to the memories of those who did? 
Whatever the topic, Joe can make it about himself. Civil rights, he doesn't just support them. He is them, having participated in a sit-in in the 1950s. He didn't. Helped to desegregate movie theaters. Never happened. And worked as a lawyer for the Black Panthers. Nope. Gay marriage? Biden didn't just change his mind on it. He remembered all of a sudden that in the Scranton of the 1950s, his working-class Catholic father liked to endorse the sight of two men kissing in the streets. Race, ethnicity, religion? Biden is all of them at once. He's Catholic, Black, Jewish, Greek, Puerto Rican, Polish. One can only imagine what Biden might have said had he been president at other points in history. There's been a mass suicide at Jonestown. I, too, have had food poisoning. A second plane has hit the World Trade Center. Jill and I know all about flight delays. The <laughs> Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor. My dad once had to sell his fishing boat. Oh, my God. It's always about him. He is the hero or, or victim of every story he tells, even when a thousand people have been burned beyond recognition. Andy's senile. Invoke the 25th Amendment now, which leaves uh, us with Kamala Harris. How about Good we, Lord. But we don't. Again. Which is the problem. If I were to start a GoFundMe page, I haven't looked into the legality of this. A GoFundMe page so that if the 25th Amendment is invoked, Kamala Harris is bribed to vacate the, pre- the vice presidency. And Hakeem Jeffries, the Speaker of the House. No, he's, he's the minority leader. So they wouldn't let Kevin McCarthy have it. All right, they've got to appoint a new Veep. That's it. Before Biden is removed, he appoints a new Veep. And here's the GoFundMe page. Here's where I bring it home. We bribe Kamala Harris to go back to California and perhaps be a senator again. I believe in my heart... <laughs> We could raise over a billion dollars for so, that proposal. So you want Come some sort now. of, you want some sort of like the lottery where people contribute to to with the idea of giving the winnings to a particular person just so oh, yeah. they won't won't be president. It'd be more go bribe me than go fund me. But yes, a billion dollars to bribe Kamala Harris to leave the vice presidency <laughs> so she never becomes the president. We got two clips we could get to uh, that are similar. A driver gave a cop the finger, and it didn't go well. And a guy asked a pilot if he's drunk, Oh, and it didn't go well. So we got two it-didn't-go-wells. Maybe we can get to those coming up. Well, and speaking of drunk, we got the drunk teacher being arrested, too, which Michael tells me is uh, oh, really? notable. Okay, yes. well, maybe we'll do all those. That's fantastic. Things not to do today. With Armstrong and Getty. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How you doing? Good. Are you the pilot of this flight? Yeah, what's up? You haven't been drinking or anything, have you? You know what? (laughs) I'm joking around. It's a joke. It's a joke, sir. I'm not joking. I Relax. Pull you off right now. Oh my God! You ever heard of a joke? I'm a comedian. Come here. Oh my God! I'm a comedian. It was right. a joke. You, you don't laugh. Do I'm don't very do sorry I funded it. Okay. And the reason being, you don't do it because that gentleman right there and anybody who else is around now doubts what I do for a living. All right. So I don't go into your work. I understand. It was a don't joke. I didn't Please. mean to offend you. Didn't mean to offend you. Wow. See what I mean about life? Hmm. I don't know you what know, I think of that. 
I'm on the pilot side, uh, and I, you know, I stand ready to be talked off this position because somebody, you know, 12 feet away might say, hey, I just heard a guy who was wondering if the pilot had been drinking. I wonder if he smelled something on his breath or something like that. Then all of a sudden people are discussing whether the pilot's drunk. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Seemed pretty clearly a joke, but I don't know. I would never say that to the pilot because I How about don't if the make pilot responded, you're an effing idiot. Enjoy your flight. <laughs> yeah, I want to get through all of these. So uh, how about, so that was, it's a bad idea to ask a pilot if he's drunk. Is it a good idea to give a cop the finger? Let's figure that out. What have I been pulled over for? Um, speeding, sir. Uh, what speed was I going? You're going 48. Yeah, I record everything. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. I have uh, had this, the radar running. The radar? 48. Yeah, I was going 30, huh? 48, sir. Can I get your license registration insurance, please? I'll put it right here on the, on the window for you. I gave out all the information I need to give. I'm not giving out my phone number. Any reason why you're so upset, man? I'm not upset. All right. Perhaps when you pull someone over, you probably should do it for a, a good reason, not really something that you're lying about. Hmm. How'd that come out, Michael? Do we have any idea? Uh, no, we don't. That's being investigated right now. But apparently, so the guy, the driver gave the finger, and then that's what happened. And he claims Prior he was cop wheeled get... around and no, pulled this was him after over. he got yeah. the finger. Yeah, he pulls oh, him over okay. and says, "Okay, you're going 48." Can you? What, what's the law on that? I suppose there's a free speech issue or something. Yeah, absolutely. The Supreme Court's ruled on that. Yeah, it's an expression of you know dislike of law enforcement, which you're allowed to do. It seems that like doesn't a, make it a good idea. It seems like a terrible idea, unless you like wood shampoo. Well, and as there are roughly 50,000 different traffic rules, regs, violations, etc., as cops will tell you after they've had a beer or two, I need probable cause to pull you over, probably cause I decided to pull you over. Probably because you flipped me off. Yeah, that's that's not cool. I'm I'm all for the make sure the cops follow the law and they don't get to, you know, search and blah, but I understand all that sort of, of stuff. Yeah. I watch a lot of those videos and I'm on your side, but you don't get to flip off a cop and then wait a second, why'd you pull me over? How fast was I going? Oh, come on. You're just baiting him. You're being a dick. I would suggest to the law officer though, he roll his eyes and continue yes. his patrol. Yes. Come on. Yes. Probably the best idea. And now we got the teacher that was drunk in class. We already talked about this a little bit, but we haven't heard the audio, correct? You want to tell me the truth? How much you had to drink? I drank last night. There's no way you drank last night. Well, I did drink last night. Did you drink at school? So he's asking you to tell us the truth. I, I didn't drink at school. That wouldn't blow that right there. You blew two times the legal limit. I did? Yeah. Okay, I drank on the way to work. Okay. I, I, I'm glad that you told us that. Okay, no more games, right? Yeah. Other than that. Uh, my juice? I'm going to try again. That layer is wine. Put your hands behind your back. Please don't do this. Put your hands behind your back. That there's wine. <laughs> what? Uh, hey, Katie, do we do? You, what grade was that? Do we know that? She. Whoop. She's a third grade teacher. 
Yeah, yeah. I'd have to drink too. Yeah, they can be <laughs> they can be a handful. Yeah, yeah. Until what hey, nine just, year olds? Uh, hey, just a couple of pops on the way to work to steady your nerve. Uh, of course, she was like drunk driving, drunk. Imagine that being drunk and lame brained enough to think, uh oh, they caught me drinking at work. Nope. I'm going to claim I drank on the way to work. I did not Uh drink at work. I drank while I was driving to work. So now... Now if you'll excuse me, I have a third grade class to teach. (laughs) Having outwitted them. (laughs) If you'll get out of my way, I've got some fractions to go over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sucks. I mean, what a terrible situation all the way around. Not good for the kids, obviously. Now, I got the idea she lives in a southern state, and I do not know the laws, uh, mores, and traditions of all 50 states, but <laughs> she's absolutely a, uh, a candidate for I have a disease. I'm an alcoholic. Well, I have a disease. You can't fire me for a disease. I thought you were going to make the argument that in some southern states, as far as I know, you're allowed to get hammered and come to school. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but there's wine. <laughs> it's juice. It's red juice. And they slam the cup down. Well, it's right. technically correct. Red juice. We're into semantics now. I mean, how nitpicky are we going to get here? Drank last I night left this morning. It, I left it in the sun on the playground, and it fermented. It's not my fault. <laughs> All right, drunkie. You know what? Your idiotic excuses were entertaining for about a minute. Can you please put your drunk hands behind your drunk back? So I can go deal with real crime. Well, he he he, he misstated because when she said I drank last night, and he said no, you didn't. And she said yes, that, I yeah, did. That was dope. <laughs> yes, I did. I drink all the time. I drink Whoops. every night. Trust me. <laughs> and that was the first day of school too. Wow, that's rough. Again, yeah, you're just you're, a steadier nerve. You're uh, you're way down the road of uh, not uh, not not being in a position where you ought to be teaching class. When you think, I know, I'll just set it in a cup on the desk. Nobody will know. Yeesh. Who's an alcoholic? Who's not an alcoholic? It's tough to find a definition that's really a good one. But if you have to drink to get through your morning, as a school teacher, I'd get help. Who am I to tell you how to live? They got their fingers in their nose. They're eating paste. Nobody can do uh, ma- knows their uh, multiplication table. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, frustrating. They're sp- constantly spinning the globe when you tell them not to. It's going to break. <laughs> but letting it come to rest with your finger pointing at it and saying, Croatia, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. fun. It is fun. We do that almost every night in my son's room. He's got a globe. Next to his bed. There are worse things you could do than spin the globe, do that, and then Google whatever country you, you land on or, sure. or state or province or whatever. That would actually be pretty educational. We often land in the middle of the water. Most Learn of the more about water. the water. Yeah. Sure, the Mariana Trench. Do you know about it? It's very deep. Mm. All right, moving along. So those were three examples of humanity gone wrong. Things not to do. <laughs> Next hour, the Hunter Biden thing ain't over. It's far from over. And it's fuel on the fire of Joe Biden can't run again. Because this is going to be really big. Man, you're an outlier on that. I was listening to more punditry yesterday, and all these pundits were like 80 to 90% he's going to be the nominee. Yeah, there's actually a line from a song I've got in the back of my mind. I can't come up with it. But in short, yeah, I'm perfectly comfortable being an outlier. 
I am confident in my assertion. Uh, Yeah. How does it happen, though? What's the mechanism? Um, His decline is already so obvious that the plans are being made now, I believe. Mm. We do four hours every day. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Subscribe to Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.